It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ooh, I like that music today. What's up? Welcome in. CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, with you on a Tuesday. Still playing hurt, still fighting through it, Carm. We got this. So I'm very proud of you. You're here. You sound good. There is at least a 38% chance that Hogue has a coughing attack in the middle of this uh, podcast, which if you do, I think we're, we're all going to make the best of it together. Me, Lawrence, and Doug, and John, and Alan, and Torian, and Renewable, Rechargeable. I'm still thinking about you from yesterday, Renewable. Uh, yeah, sorry about the music. That was fun. That was, you know, I, I just assumed I, we're in a different studio here, and, and I assumed Orange was for Bears like it is out in the other studio. It's not. I well, liked it, though. It was a nice song. I think that's uh, maybe the Bulls. I don't know whose that is, but not the Bears. It's ours one. now, damn it. Fine. We just stole it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> for today, at least. We just borrowed it. We borrowed it for today. We'll just we'll just say that. Uh, what's up? We are, uh, yeah. I, uh, I, I did not make it all the way through Hogan Johns earlier without needing a break, but this is live, so we do not get breaks here, and we will, uh, we will fight through it. So if I just, you know, hack up a lung here in the middle of the show, I apologize, but we're good. Um, it is Tuesday. It is a quick week. There are hashtag no days off on this type of week, really any week during the football season. But we move from the Vikings to the Washington Commanders. Awful name, awful logo. Like I, Lawrence, I, I Lawrence, I know you don't like the orange helmets that the Bears are going to win wear on Thursday yeah. night, but I still think they're going to have the better helmets. In this uh, yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Those are terrible, terrible helmets. First quibble of the show out of the gates here because I I think this plays into the Bears. Everybody, it, w- it went on for how long that the Washington football team needed a new name, and finally they got to the Commanders, and everybody thought that that was going to like ruin the Washington football team, and now, kind of feels like it's just normal. They're the Commanders, like we've saw, spoken all week about. Well, yeah, no, the Commanders are here on Thursday. Like I think it's settling in. I think we've settled into the Commanders. Don't even remember the other name. That's not entirely true. In fact, that's not true at all. But I, I still you, call them Washington. Really, oh, I don't I, like the Commanders name. And their their logo looks like somebody just made it. Remember Word Art? It's on like terrible. Windows yeah, it's 98. Like very much clip arty. It's not good at all. Yeah. Uh, it's I, like I, somebody I, just got on their PC from 20 years ago and was like, here's a here's a W that kinda has a like a slant to it. And then we're just gonna put this little wing on the end and like, okay, we're the commanders now. I, I remember I, I'm I'm into the commanders. Take command, command of your life. If if you have command, you have a plan. Which <sighs> I'm I'm feeling it. The commanders. I, I got you. I got you, commanders. Cobra commander. Did we just? Lose I was going to say, J- no. Justin Fields has some command right now. There we go. Hey, Fields go. taking command. By yeah. the way, the the only art that I remember. Shout out to uh, Mr. Bladholm, seventh grade art, Edgewood Junior High School. I, I did you guys ever do the uh, the toothpick structure? Do you guys have that? Uh, no, I don't know. No, like you no. have to build something with toothpicks. Something. Yeah, but it was like a whole spiral thing that like looked like it sh- it belonged in the art institute that somehow seventh graders at Edgewood were able to do it. Of course, I was not able to do that. You'd like glue each toothpick together to the other toothpick and it would spiral up. No, nope. okay, back I, to the I bears. like to just eat meat sticks off of toothpicks. That's what I like to use toothpicks for. I do for. like a good meat stick off a of toothpick. Yep. 
Uh, by the way, I think we have a new uh, fan of the show, uh, Kevin Gresh. Uh, is texting me right now. My high, my uh, college roommate, University of Iowa. He's liking and subscribing. So, uh, is, is, is that why you weren't paying attention to my intro? I was paying attention. Yeah. I just wasn't looking at you. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the I just con- want to make sure. I just want. I mean, I wouldn't pay attention to my intro too. I just want to clarify if that was your reason. <laughs> no, I, w- I was with you. I was with you, Adam Hogue. I'm always with you, even when I'm not with you. So, All right, well, <laughs> we we got a lot to, to get to. Uh, we'll have uh, my grades because it is a Tuesday. And then um, unlike it being a dark Tuesday at House Hall, because it is a short week, there are interviews going on. The coordinators will be talking briefly. Uh, Nick, Nick, uh, Nick Moriano, who's usually with us on Tuesdays, is not with us right now because he's at House Hall. And we'll hope we'll check in with him, time permitting, towards the end of the show to see what type of updates he has. From Hallis today, but Carm, where should we start today? I mean, I wouldn't mind starting with my epiphany this morning for just a moment because yesterday, Sunday, I was in, I think, yesterday was Monday, yesterday, but and Sunday, Sunday after the game yesterday, I think I was with most Bears fans and we had, you know, immediately after the game, we were reacting that that was a, a, a loss win or a win loss and fields look good and we're moving forward. And I was, I was feeling good about it and I'm still feeling pretty good about it, Adam Hogue. But okay. what came up this morning, Lawrence was in the, we're trying to develop the quarterback in the New York giants game. It was an eight point game. And here comes Bayless Jones. Your main job on the football team is to catch punt Drop punt, Fields doesn't get opportunity. That sucked. And then last week, he's driving the team down the field. The, these are the biggest moments of growth and confidence that he can get. And he, and we got Amir Smith-Marset. So, like this morning, in my sort of Bears glee, I'm like, I I got I I, I had an ang- I had an angry moment. Stop doing this to Fields, man. Let just just you know catch the football, go out of bounds. These are easy things, and these are good things for the quarterback. So that was my my. My morning epiphany of upset, and then I, you know, felt a whole lot better at some point. I'm with you, and then whether you're blaming the refs, refs, or blaming Amir Smith Marset, but the same thing applies to the the long touchdown run, which should have been a special highlight replayed over and over again. So it it definitely feels like Fields was robbed on Sunday and potentially the last two games. Well, and we the the touchdown run at least mostly happened. Here, he, he didn't get to go on the field against the Giants, and, and maybe it would have gone well. Maybe it wouldn't have gone well. Either way, it would have been a learning experience. Same thing on Sunday. He would have had to put the ball in the end zone with a minute to go from the 40-yard line. Win or lose, that's good for him. It's good for the Bears. There's all this knowledge. I mean, like, you know, I don't know. Player 43 on the roster taking it away, that just sucks. Yeah. So... That's all. Wait, the Bears have 10 guys worse than him? Well, I, I'm hmm. talking about... I, and that's another thing, by the way. I have I am, you know, going to the locker room once a week nowadays, so I'm developing locker room crushes, and I have a locker room crush on Amir Smith-Marset. The dude, dude, dude is fun to talk to. He's interesting. I'm a huge Amir Smith-Marset fan. He went to Iowa. I want him to do well, and that sucks, too. So... Yeah, he was bad in that game. <laughs> right? yeah. He was horrible. He was horrible. And just no matter how many times I watch it, I'm just like, I do not understand how an NFL player could not go out of bounds after making that first guy miss. Like it just, it, it boggles my mind. It, it, it will never make sense to me. Well, and to, to his credit, he came out and said that he was being selfish, trying to make a hero play. So he has but what, he, like, look at the tape. Where was he going? There were three guys there to tackle him. Right. It wasn't like, oh, I make one guy miss and I might have a touchdown. There was nowhere to go. Correct. Correct. It was it was bad. But and I can I have some empathy for someone who's, you know, trying to hit the home run in life. That's that's cool. However, like, dude, Amir, you had already hit the home run. You had a catch on what could have been the game winning drive and you got him. You got him across midfield. You went out of bounds like that's a win, man. You know that that's a fly the flag seventeen. It's a it's a, at least a minor recovery from the from the block. So I I, I 
Oh, well. Okay. That's all. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if that's so much an epiphany or <laughs> pretty much exactly what Kevin Kaduck wrote in his uh, Monday newsletter, but um, <laughs> did, did I did I channel Kaduck's newsletter? Is that the, yeah? You that, did. Is that is that all I bring into the show? That's terrible. No, uh, no, you didn't know that. I just uh, he that's what he wrote. That's why people should be subscribed yeah. to the newsletter. I'm Monday mornings. Kevin had his Bears thoughts, and that was basically where his frustration was. Fields Dude. is getting robbed. We need subscribers. We need uh, members, but the newsletter is free, so that's uh, it's it's an entree. It's an appetizer into everything else. Get get involved in the newsletter, damn it! Uh, and mine is coming out tomorrow morning, by the way. Which you do have to be a CHGO member to read. So go sign up at allchgo.com. All right, um, you had a question you wanted to pose today, which is what is the Bears' biggest problem right now besides their lack of talent? Right. What, we all know what do you that, got? Well, so we all know that the Bears are in a rebuild or whatever you want to call it. So it's let's not talk about the, the lack of talent littered throughout the roster in any spot from the defensive line to the wide receivers to the offensive line to playmakers, period. But so if you're looking at each group, where is what's having the biggest impact, the biggest negative impact on them not winning? And... To me, like I'm, I'm sitting here staring at the Bears giving up an 80% third down conversion rate uh, on Sunday, and also being at the bottom of the NFL right now. Uh, they were the Bears right now are they're allowing on third down they're allowing 50.7%. Uh, you know, which is last in the NFL, dead last. Now, what happens on third down? We, y'all, and this is not something that's not happening on first and second down, too, that this would help. But most times they're passing. So on third down, you know, pin your ears back. Let's go. Let's get the quarterback. The Bears can't get to the QB, man. They, yeah, they, yeah. they just do not have enough to get to the, Q, the quarterback. And maybe this is something that Alan Williams and company, Matt Eberflus, your defensive coach, can figure out on how to bring more pressure. But right now, the defensive line and Robert Quinn, I don't know where you're at, but he, he's the, the good year, bad year. Quinn, we're in the bad year right now as far as at least sacking the quarterback. So uh, to me, that's like maybe that, that's I'm feeling like issue number one. C cannot sack quarterback going to be a huge problem all year long. Let me ask you this question, Carm. Because I have one, I don't think it fixes the problem completely, but I do think it helps the problem. Okay. Who are the Bears' two best defensive ends right now? That's a great question. Um, I mean, I would, I, I would still say it's Quinn and I would and 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 Travis Gibson. No, no, no. Based on how they're playing right now. Oh. Based on how they've been playing through five games, who is playing the best? Dom, Dom Rob, and Gibson. Yes. And it's not even close. Yeah. So when I look at the snap counts and I see that Robert Quinn still led all of them in snaps, he played 63% of the snaps. Finally, Travis Gibson outsnapped Al-Quadi Muhammad, but it was still basically a split. 46 snaps for Gibson, 44 for Muhammad. And then Dominique Robinson down there with 35 playing the least play your best players man uh, uh, you know robert I'm, quinn is not playing well right now okay, and I'm, and i think we're starting to see uh, this adjust a little bit and come together but trevis gibson especially like i could see okay dominic robinson he had a great week one game then dipped a little bit he was outstanding against the vikings by the way on sunday so, I mean, Gibson's been in the league now, though. This is his third year, and he's proving himself. He, he had one move in that game on Sunday where he literally, like, jumped to the side of two, not only the tackle, but also the guard with, like, one move and cut inside and made a TFL. Nobody else on that D-line right now is making a play like that. So he needs to be on the field more. So it's at this moment in time that I just really wish you were in studio so I could jump over and hug you because you just provided <laughs> such a nice job by you. You provided a very simple solution 
in a way that the Bears could get, I don't know, 10% better. And it's a pretty basic thing. Play your best players. So you would think that when the coaching staff is having conversations this week, I would think they would get to the same the same spot here, right? Logically, that's the, we're not. You think so? And there's a fair point brought up from Doug Dyer in the comments saying that he disagrees because Quinn demands attention, unlike the other two. I guarantee you that's going to start to shift. If these other guys keep outplaying him, you're going to see that attention, and then maybe that. But but here's the problem: like that should open up Robert Quinn. Haven't seen it enough so far right now. Well, and for all the attention that Robert Quinn is is getting, the Bears are still not getting to the quarterback. So I I don't know. Uh, it's there's part of me that's like you can't take Quinn off the field because we have seen the history. The dude had 18 and a half sacks last year, and by the way, he might be somebody that you're looking to trade uh, at the you know before the deadline here. You don't want to diminish his value, although that's probably ridiculous because Robert Quinn's just not going to have a ton of value at this point in his career. So, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, I The Dominic Robinson thing has just been an incredible tip of the cap to you. Uh, you know, this is the Ryan Poles, hell of a job. Yeah. Well done, man. Wide receiver turned defensive lineman turned middle round late pick, and all of a sudden he's on the field at uh, – you know, and making plays, that's awesome. But well, yeah, I, think the, I, I think the thing that really provides you with a lot of excitement too is just the idea that this kid, Dominic Robinson, was supposed to be raw this year, right? Like this yeah. was this was a will this be a redshirt type of season because he has only he just transitioned into defense event like a year and a half ago or whatever it was. You know, he was a quarterback, then a wide receiver, and then now he's a defensive end. And I'm just picturing this dude showing up and being like lanky and, you know, almost like Leonard Floyd-ish, you know, where he just doesn't have enough bulk. No, dude, that dude looks like a 4-3 defensive end. And when you see him block that field goal, you know, he totally looks like he belongs on the field. And so if this is the raw version, watch out. Yeah, straight freak athlete. That's what he is. I, you know, when when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, yeah, that, and, you know, how about that transition from wide receiver to defensive end, like your whole football journey? Can you talk about this? Like, dude, I just wanted to be on the field. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, most guys are don't have the athletic talent to just be on the field, and you could literally put them everywhere. They get slotted into one particular spot you on the other hand were good enough to catch the football and run free and now you're good enough to get to the quarterback that's an that is a freak athlete right there that's i'm not let's not go all the way to julius peppers but that's big time yeah uh yeah i don't know why you needlessly threw in the one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game ever but okay but well i just because <laughs> I, I i wanted to show you that it is registered with me that whenever anybody talks about a great football athlete peppers is just gets so much love Corey, well he is He's, yeah, yeah. Well, right so um Luke was giving him all that all that recently i want to okay so here's i i think your answer to your question you know what the biggest problem outside of talent is is true i want to bring up another one that I don't even necessarily want to call a problem as much as a, just of a, an understandable reality and something that I think will improve. I just really feel like Luke gets, he's trying to find his way right now as a play caller, as an offensive coordinator, you see a lot of good. And then you see a lot of plays that just pop up sporadically throughout the game where you're like, what was that? Like, what were they thinking there? And I, and I just think it's a, part of the process of him trying to figure out what he exactly has with his quarterback, with his talent, figuring out that this is like, you know, the first time in the NFL he's calling plays beyond just like a preseason opportunity, right? So I just, I guess my hope is, like when I see them come out and run as much empty as they did, and it works, like good for you, man. You put in something this week that allowed feels, I think to play a little bit more free, give him uh easier options quicker quicker decisions 
but then you almost like stuck with it a little bit too long. And then there's just too many random plays where they're running like two routes against eight men, eight men in coverage. And it's just confusing to me. Like, well, are there just not enough checks? Are they not giving Justin Fields enough to check out of this or, or have enough options at the line of scrimmage? And I, the answer to that is I'm assuming yes. And that's only going to come with more time. So I, I, my overall takeaway, Carmen, is I like what I'm seeing, like in terms of progress over five games from that standpoint. I do like Luke Getze, but within the game, it's like a little bit, it's like still a little too sporadic. And I think as the season goes on, it'll get, they'll be a little bit more on the same page when it comes to what's actually being run schematically. So I want you to go to Hallis Hall and I want you to ask the question that you just, uh, teed up there that's what I want from you I hope you will do it uh because I think it's a it's actually I think it's super interesting hey dude um I've seen you know plays where the Bears are sending out three people and there's six defensive backs and there's no way that any of them are going to get open and we've got you know we got max protection in it and three guys are rushing so that's obviously not the plan so what's up with that well and then it and and then they have uh like an eight man protection. You know that play right at the end where fumbles where uh, Field fumbled it. Fields yep. fumbled the ball because he got yep. hit from behind. Um before the Amir Smith Marset problem. That was an eight man protection and they couldn't protect still. So like that's where I get where Luke gets like I'm I'm I guess I'm sounding a little critical, but I'm also understanding of where he's at. Because it's like on any given play, you don't know where the breakdown's gonna be. Someone's not going to get open. Someone's going to run, run the wrong route. Someone's not going to block the right guy. There was one play where Sam Mustafer was literally just standing around. It, it like it it looked like he forgot like a play was happening, and he just didn't block anyone. It was very weird. Um, you know, the stuff like that's going on. It's hard to be an offensive coordinator with those conditions. Yeah, it sort of feels the way you're describing it that Luke Getze is me trying to do the Rubik's Cube when I was 10. There's just no way that you could figure this thing out. It's going to keep Or, that, or okay. me <laughs> me doing the Rubik's Cube when I'm 36. Yeah, right. Okay, you're still doing the Rubik's? That's awesome. Because uh, I literally, I think I could do that for the rest of my life and never solve it. But it, it's true. Like, you, you, okay, my offensive line ain't great, so I feel like I got a max protector and I did uh, the. I don't have enough guys and none of them are going to get open anyway. So maybe I'll just go this way. And I, the number one thing is the quarterback. So how do I best set him up? And I, there's a million different parts. And by the way, I'm speaking really fast, by the way, he's a first time offensive coordinator. He's not a finished product. So he's learning. I think everything you're teeing up is uh, complimentary and, uh, and, and believing in the future of Luke Getze. And just from a, a very when he speaks, listening to him talk each week and his entire demeanor from the second he got to Hallis Hall, very likable. I in control, in command, just to where we started the show. I I am a uh, and and the way he supported Fields. Yeah, no, no, no. He's progressing. I'm not, and you know, all of that has been good. So, and then we're starting to see. The offense progress. Fields having his best game of the year by far, one of the best games of his career. So that's what he was hired to do. That's what he's doing. We got you, Luke Etsy. I'm 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 on board. Can we? I can we rewind back to one thing here, Adam? Because I got one more, uh, one yeah. quick piece of news I got to share. Yeah. Then you can. But the Bears placed linebacker Matt Adams on injured reserve. So he suffered another injury after missing a couple games. Quad. Um, At least that's what they said it was. So we'll see if that's going to be a season ender or just a few weeks. And then, uh, you know, all I got to say is let Jack Sanborn play. Okay. Okay. Enough uh, of Joe Thomas. Let Sanborn play. Sanborn. Have you talked to Sanborn? Yeah. Not in the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I've talked to him. Okay. Okay. What? It just seems a little, little, little easy. Maybe he just just didn't want to talk to me. But all right, all right. He, he, here's a piece of advice right away. You got to stop basing your uh, <laughs> your opinions of how players play football based on how they talk to you in the locker room. What? Case in what? point, 
What? I love Amir Smith Marset. He's the he's so friendly. He's nice. He's interesting. And then he makes one of the stupidest mistakes we've seen on the field in years. Okay, I don't care how they talk. Do they see ball, get ball, make play? I'm really bummed that Adams is hurt. I love Adams. Adams is another one of my locker room crushes. I'm a huge Adams guy. Sandmore's fine too. There's nothing wrong with Sandmore. I I get him, but th- there, there's no other option though. Really, Sandboard? That's the best we got. I, I don't know, man. Well, there's not. There's Joe Thomas, but I didn't like how Joe Thomas was playing. All right, I'm not ready to break down Sandboard versus Thomas yet. I need a I need a day to prepare for that combo. But okay, uh, okay. So but let's. Uh, but for you, as 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 Team Hogue, <laughs> let let's get Sandborn out there on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin, fight right through that line. Let's go, Sandborn, all day long. Let's let's go, Madtown. Uh, but I, Doug Dyer, uh, you're in my head right now because you're. I, I we have a different setup today, so I have this camera that's right here, and I'm staring at you, Doug Dyer, yeah. and everybody else. And then I got Hogue in the chat right here, and now and he's making comments saying that this is a great pod outside of unless you stare into Carm's eyes. But I feel like I got to be looking at you because I'm looking at Adam. And now I'm. In, Why I, would you not want to stare into Carm's eyes? I don't understand. What's right, the problem? Doug, beautiful eyes. Yeah. Th- thank you so much, Lawrence. Yeah. I appreciate it. So yeah. I, I'm I now. Now I'm. Uh, you know. Do you like me staring at you, or should I go over here? I'm not exactly. Where where do where 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 do we where should I be? I'm I'm. I'm more, I, I mean, I would zoom closer if I could, but I think I'm as far <laughs> zoomed as possible at this point. That that's more for the uh, obviously that's only for the YouTube audience. Thank you to everybody who's listening in, in audio land, and so I uh, appreciate you. Yeah, you're missing out for the audio listeners. Yeah, yeah ha- hanging in there through this little thirty second Deep readjust. Just picture okay. a zoom in on Carm's eyes with Michael Jordan <laughs> over his left shoulder. MJ's back here. Other way. Oh, what's up, MJ? Now I now I'm in my childhood and feeling all small, yeah. just. Tender and, and, and nice. Okay. All right, let's get to some grades. But first, got to tell you, this football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games. That means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out on your live second half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today. Sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And a shout-out and a thank you to our friends at Athletic Greens. And get involved and get yourself uh, healthy here. Their Athletic Greens is the way to live your day. Let me give you some. Let me give you a couple health facts here. This is their Athletic Greens lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, gluten free, contains less than one gram of sugar. Get that sugar out of your diet. It is not good for you. Carm started his day with a beautiful Athletic Green and three eggs. That was amazing. No GMOs. No nasty chemicals or artificial anything. That's not what you want in your life. Athletic Greens has got you covered. It also supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity. I could use more of that. And alertness. Uh, It's also uh, one of the best things about Athletic Greens is it uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. So, yes, Athletic Greens, the best way to get after that extra health to set yourself up for the next level of love in your life. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of the immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com and insert CHGO, athleticgreens.com, and put in that CHGO to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Uh, we also got to tell you about everything we got going on at CHGO. If you are not a member, you should be. Of course, uh, these podcasts every single day are free to you, either on YouTube or wherever you listen to the podcast. And they're not just the Bears. We have podcasts and shows for every single team that we cover here in Chicago. Uh, make sure you are checking them all out. And then the premium content available online at allchgo.com. You can sign up. When you sign up, get that membership. You also get a free CHGO t-shirt, which we have some great options out there, including the QB1 shirt, the sliding shirt, 
uh, all types of good stuff for you, and those are just the Bears baby. options. Give me that eight bit shirt. Is there a five pack deal? Because I I just I I need to make a major uh, move today. I'm trying to I'm, I want to go five pack CHGO today. That's my plan. Good luck. Thank you very much. Can we get that? Can we talk to upper management on this, Adam? Five pack T shirt look. There's, you could just order five. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I want to. I want to. I, I, I need value in my life. I want a five pack <laughs> shirt for like a dollar off. Can we get that? I'm going to talk to Kevin. I'll give you one dollar <laughs> off the, the whole thing. Yeah. Here, if you order five, I will give you a dollar. Okay. Okay. Great. There, there we go. go. That's, that's dollars dollars I said it too. Don't so need management. Yeah, I got Hogue giving me a buck. That's that's all that matters. Yeah, we got you. All right. Um, anyway, make sure you're signed up, checking out all of our stuff at CHGO. And our next tailgate is inching closer due to the bear schedule and how weird it is for this month. That's why there's such a long gap between the tailgates. But uh, coming up against the Dolphins, I think it's November 6th, right? Is that the right date? That That's is correct. Right. Um, it, it, that'll be the the next CHGO. Because they, they had two road games and they have a Thursday game. So it's not a Sunday tailgate situation. And then two road games again. It's Who a made really interesting. It's a really interesting point in the schedule. And uh, I'm looking at this week because I, I was watching some commanders saying I'll have, I'll have it fully digested by tomorrow slash Thursday. Uh, and it's Carson Wentz, by the way, made some great throws last week. So don't don't sleep on the fact that let's not just say that he's completely incapable because he does have some serious arm talent. But regardless of that, this this week feels to me like a, a sort of a win. So it, it can be at least a win-win. You beat the commanders, you're back to 500. You've got, you know, a, a decent chunk of time to go get ready for Belichick, another winnable game, right? So the other side of it is you lose. Now it gets interesting if you're, like, starting to get into rooting for Bears to lose tank zone. So, like, right now, to me, a, a win and or a loss is fine. But if they actually... If they actually start winning games, then I'm going to want them to make the playoffs, uh, which, yeah, I'm still dreaming that as a possibility here. Eight, nine, ten wins. Why not NFC wide open? But if they start losing games and then late in the year they start winning some, then, then I'm going to be like, that's a, that's a loss win all day long, as, it, unless the quarterback played amazing and I'll feel great about it. Okay, so look, I, this isn't where I thought we were going here, but I, I, I want to touch on this because there was a moment where, and I'm going to call Greg Braggs out for this, he might end up not being wrong. But when things were spiraling out of control in that game Sunday, Greg Braggs tweeted, the Bears are going to have a top five pick for sure. Okay. He now, tweeted that? That was no. not, in the moment, that was not a crazy thought to have because it looked really, really bad. It certainly looked like things could be spiraling out of control. And then I was bracing for the, at Adam Hogue mentions, you said there's no way that they would be in the top five, you know, and which then I was, the reason I was racing for that is because that's not what I said. What I said was if they are in the top five in the draft coming up this year, that means something went terribly, terribly wrong for Justin Fields, which at that moment, it looked like you had four games, an awful first quarter, things were going terribly, terribly wrong for Justin Fields. Now, from that point on, he turned it around. The Bears played a lot better. There's a different vibe here as we go into this game Thursday night. But what I'm going with this is, I do think at some point, you can't just keep getting by every week with, okay, the quarterback played better, but they lost. That'll that'll apply in some games. Like you play in the Packers, you know, maybe even the Patriots on Monday Night Football. I, I, you know, that that scenario played out last year against the Steelers, right? They lost that game on Monday Night Football. But the talk on Monday morning on ESPN and the NFL Network was, "Damn, Justin Fields looked pretty good." You can have some of those games, but you also have to have wins along the way. You can't just go through a losing season. Winning matters in the NFL for football players. It is too long of a grinding season to lose every single week. People get disinterested. You start to lose control of what's going on and the amount of focus that goes on on a weekly basis. And a quarterback does need to win along the way. So my point is, like Thursday night to me, 
don't know you call this a must win, but it's pretty damn close. Like you want, this is a game to me where you want Justin Fields and that offense to experience success and the taste of winning. Well, okay. If they're going to have a competitive season as far as hanging around in the playoff race, Thursday night is a must win. I would, I would absolutely call it that. You, 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 you can't lose to the Commanders at home. You, you, you got. That's a game you got to win if if they're going to have a stunning season. Period. End of story. Second of all, as far as the growth of the quarterback, it would be super painful if after this past Sunday you come and 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 lay a dud on Thursday night and he regresses. That would suck. That is that is that would that would you would be back into a land that we do not want to go to. So I think it is whatever you want to call it, important, crucial, it'd be sweet um, if Fields takes another step forward here. And then you're going to start feeling really nice. And to your other point, look, you have talent on this roster that should allow you, if the quarterback is doing something, to win games. Like, you you know, look, Dom Rob is being evaluated and in a, in a very positive way right now. But Travis Gibson should be taking next steps. Ed, Eddie Jackson should continue to have a, a good season. We, we you want to see Kyler Gordon play more like he played this past week. Jaquan Brisker going forward. So if all the, you know, defensively, if all these guys are, are progressing throughout the year, then maybe your defense wins you a couple of games when he's not great, right? I mean, so that that would that, that would also be a, a something that you would want to see evaluation-wise going forward. Well, and real quick, the brags. Like, by the way, I actually defended your tweet. I said, in the moment, it was a defensible tweet, and it's still a possibility that the Bears can have a top-five pick. My point still remains the same, though. The only way for me that the Bears end up with a top-five pick is if the quarterback really goes off the rails. I think if he continues this ascension, they're gonna win. They're just gonna win too many games to be in the top five. I'm not saying a lot, but let's keep in mind: if they win Thursday night, what's the Bears' record? If they win Thursday night, they're three and three. Yeah, which is pretty damn good for yeah. where they're at talent-wise. Yeah, uh, I, I was in my head of to what way I want to respond to Greg Braggs was all I really said was he didn't tweet that, which I guess that is if to to put to put his. His comment right now, I wouldn't call it's, that. It wasn't that crazy of a tweet in that moment. It really wasn't. No, but even it, I was like, "Oh no, they might actually have a top five pick." Now I have to defend myself. I mean, yes, and I don't know, brags. Maybe you got to think before you tweet. I wouldn't like you. You give yourself a five second window on that one. Like you're you're you're, you're totally freaking out. Uh, top five pick, but in the moment, it felt like they were not top five. They were going to be the top one pick. They weren't going to win another game the rest of the year. 21 to three they score every time down and the, and the quarterback is throwing a football where there's four guys standing there and somehow some way he just throws it in between everyone that and then gets sacked on the next play I, I get it I, I'm assuming that's when the tweet went out right around then it was when things were going very bad that's all I know um all right let's get to grades really quick from uh <laughs> this Tuesday game rule number one never think before you tweet let it rip that, like is, that. that is not rule number one. That is I not, like it. <laughs> Go for it, Braggs. Always. I like it. Live dangerously on the Twitter world. All right. Uh, interesting week for the greats. And I think it speaks to how people are feeling pretty good despite the loss. But a lot of players played well, actually. And then there's a long list of players who did not play well at the same time. So I guess that explains the inconsistency, but there is a name right there on the top. Damn it. Finally in the blue chip tier quarterback, Justin Fields. Also Darnell Mooney. You feel good about that. There's some I mean, look at the skill position guys. If you can get Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney, David Montgomery playing at and Cole Komet ended up having a decent game. He's, blocking pretty well and I, I i liked how braxton jones played there was a there you know there's going to be a couple rookie moments in every single game i think all in all for a fifth round pick out of southern utah he's never the first problem we bring up on the offensive line every single week he's so, making strides i i think he's been pretty good so far so that's the most interesting name on that list that you put on there because you know, in my right after the moment when I'm giving the grades after the game for allchgo.com, you should be a member. Do it. 
I just saw him getting physically, uh, just at least at moments, to me, he was not physical enough. But upon rewatch, you're saying that he's on the top tier. That's a hell of a compliment right there for Braxton Jones. Are you grading him on a fifth-round curve, or are you grading him straight up? No, straight up. It's just like a plus-minus system of how they play every single week. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of times I – I go back and tweak things after watching more and more of the coaches film, but you know, overall through this point in the season, he has been, he's played like a starter. Like he deserves to be out there. Actually a relatively safe starter too. Um, I'm going to rewatch after the show today. I'm going to focus on him. That's it's That's that's if, if, if he's where you put him at, that is such another win for the Bears slash Ryan Poles. That's inc- that would be a, a, amazing, really. Yeah. And Dominic Robinson ended up in that category again. I think that's the second time. Going back to week one, I want to say. My guy, Ke- my guy yep. Tevin is right behind. Or no? Uh, Tevin was kind of inconsistent on Sunday. He did not have as good of a game as I've had him uh, in recent weeks. Still at a starter level, though. Okay. So, I mean, he's solid. He, he's been playing pretty well overall, but this was the first game where I actually played all the snaps. So, um, yeah. Anyway, moving on to the long-term starter tier. This one kind of ended up a little... Uh, light? Light, I guess. I mean, let's just be honest. With EQ, it's a lot of the blocking. I mean, find yourself a wide receiver who can block like EQ. This is where sometimes I think things get flawed because I don't think you're going to pay. This is one game, by the way. Also, keep in mind, this is why I don't necessarily like doing this every single week. I think it definitely tells the truth a little bit more when you zoom out over larger portions of the season. Um, But EQ blocks well. Lucas Patrick had kind of a weird game. He had a lot of good plays, and then he had like four plays where things looked really bad, but he ended up with an overall pretty solid grade. Yeah, I I was noticing that I was not hearing the name Lucas Patrick at all. I mean, he that was a major step forward from where he you know shifting to left guard last week and looking generally awful to just having a solid performance. Way to go, Lucas Patrick! That was good to see. Um, and uh, yeah, Al Kadi Muhammad. I'm assuming that's the highest he's been graded out all year. Yes, yes, I was going to say that because um, I you know going back to our conversation off the top, like I still. Don't think he should be one of the starters, but this was his best game of the season to this point. And then going to the bottom tier, like this is where we get to some of the problems. Um, you had right tackle Larry Borum on there. If you're surprised, Sam Mustafer's not on there. He was close. Robert Quinn just can't be on the bottom tier. He just can't be. No surprise with the two wide receivers. They struggled. And then Jalen Jones, um, he played better in the second half. Just the Bears did things to help him out more. But obviously, he struggled a ton early on against Justin Jefferson. Getting Jalen Johnson back Thursday will be huge. I say will because he was a full participant in the hypothetical injury report that came out yesterday. Seems like he's going to be back this week. The Jalen Jones part, uh, it seems like they're actually bullish on him being an NFL player. I'm not not necessarily a starter, but somebody in the rotation. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's a tough ask. Go cover Justin Jefferson when when by the way for whatever reason the Bears don't don't have as good of a plan. I thought what he said after the game too about like being able to identify. I knew that I did this wrong. I knew that I did that wrong. Like he 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 was processing in the, in the moment. I'm not completely willing to like write him off that that, that he can't be an NFL player and, and you know uh, on some level. Not I'm Primetime starter, long way to go, but I'm not I'm not completely ruling him out. Is that fair in your mind? Yeah, he's still young. I mean, look at Kendall Vildor. He's finally starting to play better. I mean, some of these guys you got to be patient with. I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, some people are asking about Kyler Gordon. He did play better. He just wasn't in one of those top two tiers. He was kind of more in those middle, middle spots. Uh, but I think I had him playing as a starter this week, too. So, um we do not have enough time in the show to go through every single player every single week. Yeah, listen, this is we're not we're not at 
this is a legitimate college right here. We're, we're, you know, Hogue's grades, you, 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 don't, you don't make it to the top without, you know, significant performance. Well, one thing I want to do early next week, though, since we sort of have this mini buy, is like maybe next Tuesday, take, like sort of zoom out now that we have, we'll have six games worth of data to actually see what it looks like over the course of a season. That's way more accurate than just looking at, you know, who's playing well each every every week. That's when you can start making decisions on, okay, we've seen enough of this. Like this guy needs to play less. This guy needs to play more. Sounds like a parent-teacher conference, which is always terrifying for me when I was in K through five. Then those, yeah, that was a, you know, that was a rough day. They're terrifying for me as a parent. Why is your son getting a forty-four in science? Because I'm not trying. Because I because I don't <laughs> like science. Because be- I think there's apartments on Jupiter. <laughs> because one day I'm going to be on a podcast and we're going to talk about the fact that Mercury is bullshit. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Carm, do me a favor. Handle both uh, our friends at Game Time and Foco, if you don't mind. Because I, I need, don't. I, uh, I need to spend a minute clearing out my throat here. No, yeah, go do what you do. Uh, first off, then let's talk about the Game Time app. And I don't like talking about the Game Time, uh, Game Time tickets until I pull up the Game Time app, uh, because you know we got to we got to look in the moment here and see what what tickets are ta- costing for Thursday night. I got you your cheapest entree into. Soldier Field for two tickets, little upper corner. That would be two fifty total, buck and a quarter each to uh, go up top for Soldiers Thursday night, three and three. Soldier Field, come on, where the Bears should stay, they should never leave. I'm working on getting uh, Lori Lightfoot in studio. By the way, looking forward to that. Hopefully, she'll want to do it. Okay, game time tickets. Back to them. The hottest new ticketing site makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on. Tickets for sports, concerts, and shows. You love it. You need it. You want to sit in the last row. You want to sit in the front row. You should be using Game Time tickets. Download the Game Time app. And if you love CHGO, uh, yeah, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. You can join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app. Score the best seats to all of your favorite events and Again, it's not just for Bears football. It is available for anything you want to go to, game time tickets. And also want to get you hooked up with our merch or yourself with some merch from FOCO. Best coverage of your favorite teams right here. They'll get you fitted out in the gear. FOCO's got the slippers. They've got the hoodies. They've got the signs. They've got the bobbleheads. They've got everything in between. F-O-C-O. Get yourself decked out. Perfect gift for your football fan. Foco's got you covered. I should go to Foco and get myself a hoodie after getting my shopping at all at chicagolocker.com today as well. Big day for me. Good thing I'm making that money. Not so much. Okay, check out Foco.com. Click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO. You get yourself 10% off thanks to our friends at Foco. All right, thank you. Great work. Good stuff. Off the cuff. I think we're back. I think we're back. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the what's going uh, on. We'll find out if we're able to talk to Nick. We honestly might not be able to because I know the press conferences are still going on. Um, I'll, I'll get a word out to him. One of the things I want to bring up because we, we didn't talk about yesterday is that uh, Nikhil Harry was activated off of IR, and they do need help at wide receiver, obviously. Now, uh, one of the quotes I'm seeing coming out of Hallis right now from a number of different beat writers will uh, credit our friend Mark Grody right now. Bears OC Luke Getze on Nikhil Harry, quote, he's still got a long way before he's ready to rock and roll. Which is a good reminder that, like, even though he's brought up from IR, doesn't necessarily mean that, I mean, technically he could still not even be active. Now, I don't know what the point would be to when you had another week to play with. To I think you actually had two games to still play with um, before you had to bring him back. So them activating him tells me he will be active on game day. But same thing with Valus Jones. Like, I think you're going to see a pitch count there. I think you're going to see, um, you know, him limited in how much he's actually in the offense. That being said, man, when you got guys out there who just can't catch the ball like Dante Pettis right now, you have to find other guys that can run routes for you and try to throw the ball. Because, like, if you're open and can't catch, you're useless. 
So let's have a quick one, two in the chat right now. Uh, who do we want to see get more playing time this week? Amir Smith-Marset is one. Dante Pettis is two. Smith-Marset, one. Dante Pettis, two. Uh, you have a, you got a, you got a take on that one? Yeah. I, My take is why, why are they in the position where that's the, the options? Well, we know why. Because they, <laughs> <laughs> they did not go out and waste any draft capital and or... Uh, yeah, my answer is Velas Jones. That's my answer. So that's it. That's actually an interesting answer, by the way. A lot of zeros and threes coming through right now. Yeah, I, I <laughs> <laughs> zero. I like the zero on that. Uh, well, do we seriously? If you, you Valus is a fine answer, do we think that Valus is ready? You want to put that on his plate? Hey, buddy. You're, uh, this is what we're doing on punt returns. This is what we're doing on kickoff returns. By the way, learn these six plays. You want to do that? I mean, I think they already sort of did that. I mean, last week he gets a touchdown. That's pretty good. That was One snap, that, one touchdown. Yeah, but come on. You go line up over here, and then we're going to send you in motion, and Fields is going to flip it to you. That's not, that's not exactly rocket science right there. You want to well, start yeah, having... Well, yeah, but he's to make the guys miss. Yeah, no, and no, he, ran, he ran with the ball correctly. Now, he only had three snaps. On offense. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That number needs to go up. And if Amir Smith-Marset had 19, okay, let's bring that down to 10 and bring Valus Jones up to 12. Right? How let's many? take nine snaps away from Amir Smith-Marset and give him the Valus Jones Jr. We're not talking about a crazy amount here. I, I, I'm not. No argument. That's fine. I'm down. Nine more snaps for Valus. You, you got me. What about how many snaps did Pettis have? Got that in front of you? Yeah, he played 30, which is 60% of the offensive snaps. I mean, why can't why can't we why can't we take away from that 30 and leave my guy Smith Marcet okay and just let him let him have a prove it? To, like, he's gonna come back big this week. Big Smith Marcet is coming back big this week. In what way? He's gonna have two catches and he's not gonna okay. fumble the and he's not gonna fumble the football in either of them, and he's gonna get out of bounds. And he's not and there will be no holding penalties. That's how. That's all I'm asking for. Okay, Not, that is no, a bit, that's coming back in a big way. It, well, it would be. It would be. He didn't. He didn't have fifty percent of the blame that they lost the football game. Would would be yeah. you know a good step forward. All right. Uh, I, think, I, think I do. Met- I honestly, I do think there is talent there. He's 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 got some speed. He's is I. I I'd like to see him get a little, just a little bit more of an opportunity before we completely wash ourselves free of Amir Smith Marset. I know totally we have Nick ready to go. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of Hawkeyes, let's get to Nick out at Hallis Hall. What do you say, Nick? Fight with me. Come on, Smith Marset. One more chance. I think he deserves a chance of redemption, and you know, if he could do that in the limited amount of snaps, that'd be great. You know, but I, you know, obviously the Bears don't have too much in terms of firepower in the wide receiver position. And since we're talking about that, uh, Luke Getze talked about Nikhil Harry and his status kind of moving forward. And he said he still has ways to go, but mentally he's been locked in, has been in, you know, just engaging in the meetings, but still has a ways to go. And so, you know, I think you're going to have to rely on some of those guys for now to potentially make plays for an offense that's looking for more playmakers. Yeah, I love, I, you know what my favorite show part of the show is, and it happens literally every day at this point, is that Hogue gets into like legit Carm Bears doing this podcast pain. It, it <laughs> like yesterday, yesterday, yesterday it was around. I forget what it was around, but it was early in the show that you were just oh you wanted to, you wanted to fight me about. Uh, Football morality that you just like wanted to jump through the screen, and today it's about Amir Smith Marset. No, just, just, yeah, t- just so you know, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with anything you're saying. It is like when when you've been covering this team for this long and doing as many podcasts as I've done, and you're still in this position years and years and shows and shows and shows where we're debating about whether or not Amir Smith-Marset should be getting redemption <laughs> or if Nikhil Harry, the bus of all bus in New England, should, you know, get out there and get this many snaps. It's like, it's just like, what are we doing here? 
Chicago Bears franchise. What what is what is happening? Can you just please go get a wide receiver that actually can do real things? Well, that's what Dream Five One One. Go get Alshon Jeffrey. That's a joke, obviously, but right, <laughs> it's coming, man. There, they'll all that's coming. Stick, to, believe, believe in in the polls. The the the, the poll cat is going to come up huge and get you your wide receivers that you're looking for. All right, Nick, what do we need to know from the uh, coordinators at House Hall? Yeah, let's start with Luke Getz, who actually spoke last today. Um, he was asked a lot about Justin Fields and how he looked, and he mentioned that, you know, obviously he made some really good decisions in that game. The escapability that he showed against the Minnesota Vikings uh, was all pluses. Um, he did say, like, in terms of his pocket presence, um, you know, it's not where we want it to be. But there are signs of growth, and he'll keep getting more comfortable as he's getting those live game reps. And he showed that comfortability and the ability to overcome adversity on that two-minute drive that ended with the Amir Smith-Marset, um, obviously, strip fumble, because earlier in that drive, there, Justin Fields had a sack and was fumbled, and he fumbled the ball. But they were able to recover that. Luke Getzey liked how he performed the very next play, was able to, one, avoid pressure, find Amir Smith-Marset in the flat and deliver the pass that did gain, you know, a good amount of yards before he fumbled it. So seeing him be able to, one, take a bad play from the previous one and then turn around and gain positive yards, that's signs of growth that he, he wants to continue seeing from Justin Fields. So we like that. He was also asked about his ability and comfortability, really, to audible plays. Right now, like, where is he at in terms of doing that? And right now, they what Luke Getzey says, like, we have a plan. He does a really good job of handling that plan. But then he referenced his situation in Green Bay. It's like, we're not necessarily allowing Justin Fields to go go ahead and call an entire two-minute drill. Like, that's not where he's at yet. But, again, he does a really good job of executing the plan and doing what the coaches have asked of him. And we saw that, um, you know, it, in the games previous. So he's doing a good job at that. Um, he also talked about the one-handed catch from Darnell Mooney, how that was a play that they had ran on the very first drive where Fields and Mooney didn't connect. And he said what they were able to do three drives later, there's just more space in that side of the field. So they knew that they can run that route a little bit wider. Fields uh, made the correct throw, and Darnell Mooney made a hell of a catch. So he highlighted that as being a positive as well. Interesting. Uh I don't know, just listening to you talk about it here, Nick, like reading between the lines, does he does he think that he's got an upper level as far as just understanding the offense quarterback on his hands? Like, what's your read on that part? I think for, you know, just based on how he, he talked about fields, he's still a work in progress, still a guy that's learning and getting better each day. Um, he was asked, like, is this the guy – do you know more about Justin Fields today in terms of being that franchise quarterback than you did before you started coaching him through these first five games? And he said he doesn't he doesn't think about that. Like that's not on his mind. It's just about getting better, doing what he can to make Fields better each and every day, each and every game. So to, to answer your question, I think for how Luke Getzey sees it, he just wants to see continued progress each and every day from from Justin Fields. Answer, like. uh, I also saw some tweets coming out, Nick, that uh, Alan Williams was, it seemed to be expressing some regret about the coverage that he was using early on in the game uh, against Justin Jefferson, which I guess, yeah, no duh. But uh, <laughs> can you give us the specifics of, of what he was talking about there? Yeah, so he mentioned that he would have liked to use more too high. Uh, in the game because that's kind of the schematic change that he would actually go in detail about that they made in the second half. And also another thing with Justin Jefferson, they wanted to get hands on him. And you saw a couple of plays where Kendall Vildor right at the line of scrimmage at the snap was jamming Justin Jefferson. So that was the one schematic change that um, Alan Williams actually went in depth about. But he also said, as everybody else has said, like Nicholas Morrow, it's all about execution. They were running their stunts better. They were tackling better, running to the football better. And that's what it ultimately comes down to when you're you're playing defensive football. Can you do those things at a higher rate um, to ultimately make changes? But yeah, more cover two, two high safeties for um, Allen Williams. He wishes he did that earlier in the game. Did he say why he didn't? 
Uh, he didn't. He didn't say that, Mark. He just regretted not doing it earlier, but um, he didn't say why he didn't do it. Did he say anything about third down? Uh, no. Well, he kind of mentioned at the 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 last drive of the game where he gives up that touchdown. Again, it comes down to execution. But he said good defenses will cause turnovers, get a sack, make a tackle, and then he mentioned we are the Chicago Bears. We need to end games. So that obviously didn't happen on that last drive, but that's what he wants to see from his defense. Like they want to be the reason why they can finish a game off and then cause those turnovers, get that sack, make that crucial tackle. They weren't able to do that in the last drive that ultimately won the game for the Vikings. All right, Nick, great stuff. Appreciate the updates from Hallis Hall and uh, looking forward to you and Will breaking things down tomorrow with our week six preview game show. Yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, that one I've been watching the Washington Commanders defense. I mean, they have they have guys that can get after the quarterback. Six dudes have two or more sacks on that team, so it's not like you can game plan for one of them. So it's going to be a good preview show. So make sure you tune in for that uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow at noon. All right. Thanks, Nick. See you guys. There he is, Nicholas Moriano. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at Nicholas Moriano. There'll be more coming up from House Hall today. Players talk in a little bit and some assistant coaches later on in the day, too. Uh, we got to talk about the Washington quarterback situation before we get out of here, Carm, quickly. Um, first of all, the update says Carson Wentz is limited again with a shoulder uh, injury that he's been dealing with. I don't know if it's going to hold him out of the game, but then there was... Uh, this weird thing that happened with Ron Rivera yesterday where Ron Rivera was asked why the rest of the NFC East is having better results than the Washington Commanders, and his response was quarterback. Now, he went on to kind of clean it up a little bit, but I am seeing some tweets from Washington reporters today where uh, here's one with Ron saying today, I told the guys that I should know better. Shit, I had a bad day. So kind of owning <laughs> up to the fact that he threw his quarterback under the bus, which is a good thing to do, Um, you know, since he clearly did it. That being said, the dude still spoke some truth, obviously, that he feels like, and it points to a larger problem there with with that nobody's really surprised about because it seems like wherever Carson Wentz is, he manages to... Make his coaches frustrated. Well, it just, what he said doesn't make sense because, hey, Ron, Ron I, I, Chico, I, I love you. You're, you're a great Bear, and, and I would have taken you as a Bears head coach over uh, a million other iterations that we've had. However, uh, the Giants quarterback is Daniel Jones. And they didn't pick up his fifth-year option because he sucks. Uh, or they at least thought he might suck. So that's not necessarily the reason. Like, that's you can't point to him. Now, what's going on in Dallas? Uh, yeah, Dak Prescott's not playing. Cooper Rush, I got screamed at on here when I went up to make some weird Justin Fields comparison to Cooper Rush. That Okay, so they're, they're winning with Cooper Rush. And, and then, uh, you know, okay, fine. Uh, we, we've, we've, seen, we've seen progress in, in Philadelphia. But... Uh, that's not exactly a quarterback-driven team either. So, I'm not yeah, exactly it, sure what you're talking about, dude. Well, the only thing you could be talking about is that his quarterback situation is still worse than all of those. Well, but, the, like, they're not really losing, at least, I mean, Carson's got, I'm not having watched enough Commanders football to really know. But like, just looking at the numbers, doesn't seem like this is a completely Carson Wentz trouble here in in Washington. So, and he should. It was just a bad job all around. I I I I think he was. You know, his walk back was like, well, we just got him, and they've had these guys in place. Uh, okay, but you know, Cooper Rush hasn't been in place. Um, so I don't. Yeah. I, Carson Wentz should be better than some of those Carson guys. Wentz he's sucks. just not. I, think, well, he's I, just I went not, over this a few months ago. He's terrible. Yeah, he, he's just. <laughs> I don't know he, why we're he, talking about him. Yeah, he's he, he's kind of Jay Cutler-ish, where it's like the numbers and the production and the three hundred yard passing games don't do it justice. They do not tell the whole story. 
that, that, but Elk, that's a perfect, perfect example by both of you. True. I, I was the farthest thing from a Cuddy fan, and I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not trying to sit here and say that Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. But if you were looking at the Bears' problems when, when Cutler was around, he wasn't exactly number one either. You know? That's all. I don't know. It no, just, but there are definitely some coaches that came through here, uh, a couple that I actually respect their opinions, that would tell you right away he was one of the first players they would have replaced if they had control over the situation. Oh, uh, that just, that may, can we, I'd love you to name names. That's so nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have done the same thing, but I, I know let's so, so then you, then you should understand this Carson Wentz stuff. Uh, yeah. But I see, I yeah. think, right. I, I, I do. I, I'm in a bad spot right now. I don't have a way out, but, uh, <laughs> so I, I twisted myself into a bad corner. All I'm saying here, let me help you out. Let me just yeah. help you out. Thank There's you. no reason to defend Carson Wentz. You okay, don't fine. need to do it. Fine, fine, correct. fine. That is fine. correct. The, the head coach got caught telling the truth. But I don't think. But I don't think. He, <laughs> I don't think he was trying to say it in a way like he sucks. I think he was more saying it in a way that we've just we don't have any stability here. We just do, got this dude, and he's learning our offense, and we're trying to put it together. I don't think he was trying to completely throw him into the, the shitter that's but maybe bears by a thousand bears by a thousand okay bears by a thousand <laughs> uh we will be back the two of us to give those predictions and break everything down thursday with the pregame show at six o'clock uh no, tomorrow it a will lie. be a that's a lot we are gonna be watching this game live with everyone we're yeah. not doing the pregame? So you don't we're have starting a at show? seven. We're gonna start at seven. Game starts at seven fifteen. So it'll be sort of a mini pre, and then we'll just be on all night long. Okay. So and yeah. and I also just learned, do I have the day off tomorrow? Or am I supposed to be doing something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> These things should be talked about more before the show. But <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh yeah, we're doing a watch along. So it's going to be so about five hours. Tomorrow is definitely a Will and Nick preview show at yes. noon. I can tell you that. Uh, full disclosure to not know we did not have a pregame show. Yeah, on... it's sort of, it's, you know, like an after dark night on Thursday. So we're just going to kind of fold it all in together. And then uh, we'll just kind of watch the game. If, if uh, and I, since I will not be here tomorrow, I will. Wow. And I'd love to have changed one thing around, but that's okay. I, I will, uh, I'll see you at Alice Hall tomorrow. Something's going on out there tomorrow, isn't there? Yeah, there's actually a practice tomorrow. Oh yeah, right. The They're day before a game. They're wearing yeah. helmets. Uh, shout you out by it. the shout out the way the way to uh, to uh, Robert Lee with a five dollar super chat. Uh, Robert, you're awesome, man. We really appreciate it. You, uh, you guys answer all the questions I have on my mind, so I'm not going to ask one. Just wanted to say thank you guys for all that you do for all the Bears fans. If I could hit the like a thousand times, do it. Um, Robert, actually, I can. I'll, you what you you can't do it a thousand times, but you can push it. To 1,000 of your friends. So just send the link to 1,000 people. Uh, and if you could do that daily, um, we'll, Thanks, start, we'll start paying you. Do we have any other Super Chats? Uh, no, that'll do it for us today. Uh, but, uh, right. yeah, definitely hit the like. Please subscribe to our channel. Um, you'll know when we're going live. Adam, you'll know when we're going live, too, apparently. Uh, yeah, there needs to be. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll discuss more about Thursday night. But uh, it'll be fun. All right, uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at the Carm, at Law on the Draw, at CHGO underscore Bears underscore Sports, all those places for all the best content. And uh, Will and Nick will have you covered tomorrow at noon. So see you then. See you, Coach Flues.